Welcome back, y'all, as we continue through 2 Kings in chapter 4. In verse 1, it says, One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. So this creditor is not acting in God's spirit and is actually not following the the laws that they had back then involving these types of situations. In verse 2, it continues, What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except for a flask of oil, she replied. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told, and her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. So this is the first of four miracles within this chapter. And the wine, it's very similar to Jesus' first miracle when he turned the water in the jars into wine at the wedding festival. And he, Elisha shows compassion and goes beyond, above and beyond, to help this widow, just like Jesus does throughout all of the New Testament. And God's provision was as large as their faith and willingness to obey was. The lack of faith and obedience that we often find ourselves having, it ultimately limits God's blessings that he wants to pour out to us. So God was faithful and brought forth tons of oil for her so they could help provide money and help her out of this situation. And we'll continue in verse 8. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. She said to her husband, I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day, Elisha returned to Shunem, and he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, Tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak with her. When she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, Tell her, We appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied, My family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son, and her husband is an old man. Call her back again, Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elisha said to her, as she stood in the doorway, next year, at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. No, my lord, she cried out. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. I'm going to stop there. The thing that people often need most is hope, something to believe in, and a hope like never before. And 
Alicia's giving her something to have hope in and to have hope for in continuing in verse 17. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Alicia had said. One day, when her child was older, he went out to help his father, who was working with the harvesters. Suddenly he cried out, My head hurts! My head hurts! His father said to one of the servants, Carry him home to his mother. So the servant took him home, and his mother held him on her lap. Around noontime he died. She carried him up and laid him on the the bed of the man of God, and shut the door and left him there. She sent a message to her husband, Send one of the servants and a donkey so that they can hurry to the man of God and come right back. Why go today, he asked. It is neither a new moon nor a Sabbath. And she said, it will be all right. So she saddled the donkey and said to the servant, hurry, don't slow down unless I tell you to. As she approached the man of God and Mount Carmel, Elisha saw her in the distance. He said to Kahazi, Look, the woman from Shunem is coming. Run out to meet her and ask her, Is everything all right with you and your husband and your child? Yes, the woman told Gehazi. Everything is fine. But when she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell to the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. Gehazi began to push her away, but the man of God said, No, leave her alone. She is deeply troubled, but the Lord has not told me what it is. Then she said, Did I ask you for a son, my lord? And didn't I say, Don't deceive me and get my hopes up? Then Elisha said to Gehazi, Get ready to travel. Take my staff and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. Elisha is showing genuine concern for her in this situation. He really cares about this. In verse 30, But the boy's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I won't go home unless you go with me. So Elisha returned with her. Gehazi hurried on ahead and laid the staff on the child's face, but nothing happened. There was no sign of life. He returned to meet Elisha and told him the child is still dead. When Elisha arrived, the child was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Then he laid down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. And as he stretched out on him, the child's body began to grow warm again. Elisha got up, walked back and forth across the room once, and then stretched himself out again on the child. This time, the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Then Elisha summoned Gehazi, Call the mother's child, he said, and when she came in, Elisha said, Here, take your son. She fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. So the second miracle here, she brings this this poor widow's boy back to life, and he shows such tenderness and grace and such concern and sincere caring for the situation. And her response was just gratitude. And that should be our response in every situation. We should be thanking God because there's miracles going on every day in our lives. We maybe aren't looking for them or seeing them, but they're there. God is working behind the scenes in our lives all the time, sometimes in the front of the scenes. In verse 38, Elisha now returned to Gilgal and there was a famine in the land. One day, as the group of prophets was seated before him, he said to his servant, Put a large pot on the fire and make some stew for the rest of the group. 
One of the young men went out into the field to gather herbs and came back with a pocket full of wild gourds. He shredded them and put them into the pot without realizing they were poisonous. Some of the stew was served to the men, but after they had eaten a bite or two, they cried out, Man of God, there's poison in this stew. So they would not eat it. Alicia said, Bring me some flour. Then he threw it into the pot and said, Now it's all right. Go ahead and eat. And then it did not harm them. So the third miracle is he cleaned the poison from the stew. He didn't want any of the men to be poisoned. And in verse 42, it continues. One day, a man from Baal Shalisha brought the man of God a sack of fresh grain and 20 loaves of barley bread made from the first grain of his harvest. Elisha said, give it to the people so they can eat. What? His servant exclaimed. Feed a hundred people with only this? But Elisha repeated, give it to the people so that they can eat. For this is what the Lord says. Everyone will eat, and there will even be some left over. And when they gave it to the people, there was plenty for all, and some left over, just as the Lord had promised. So that is the fourth miracle in this chapter, and that was when he fed a hundred people with just a tiny bit of food, just like Jesus did with the loaves of bread and fish. And each time he did it, there was always leftovers, plenty leftovers, in every one of these miracles and things that are happening, they show tenderness, grace, and mercy to those who are faithful to God. And all these miracles are about serving people. He is He's forthtelling the heart of God. And the miracles are God's heart working in the present world. And no matter what we have, how little or how much... We can use our gifts, talents, and the resources that we do have to help serve others just as Jesus wants us to and directs us to and guides us to. It's our obedience and faith that makes the miracles come forth. So that is the end of chapter four, and we will continue on our journey tomorrow. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.